welcome back to the Go For Two podcast. I'm Liam, your host, and this is our week 12 mini episode where we're going to cover the uh, best bets, some gambling tips for the weekend, and also, obviously, our fantasy advice from Tyler, our fantasy expert. Um, we're going to start off with some player props, then we're going to move on to some fantasy chat, and then we're going to end going game by game, see if there's any uh, edges by our betting models on on the totals or, or the lines. So, First of all, then, player props. Um, nice, easy one. Tom Brady, over two and a half touchdown passes. Uh, he's only five, so he's five and five for this prop for the season. So five games he's gone under, five games he's gone over. But that does mean that the odds are now positive, plus 120, slash plus 110 in places. So um, I think Tom Brady's a pretty pretty good bet. Um, I like the under receptions on CJ Uzama um, for the Bengals against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That line's two and a half or three in places. Um, the under there is it, it's showing like a ten percent edge, which is which is pretty good. Uh, same game, we've got Joe Burrow over five and a half rushing yards. Uh, he got ten yards last week. Um, he's actually what was it sixty five percent over in his time in the NFL on that prop. So I think over five point five is um, it's a relatively good edge. Um, in terms of another game, uh, we have um, under. For uh, Rex Burkhead in in rushing yards, I think it's forty is is the total uh, in the the Jets versus Texans game, uh, and we're showing a five percent edge on under forty yards. So if you can find it, get it. I know Sky didn't have it this morning, but if you can find it, get it. Uh, another good one is Ty Johnson running back for the Jets over two and a half receptions. Uh, now he's the starting running back. I think this is a, is a pretty good bet. Um, and we'll see again against a Texas team that they could have a lot of the ball, and I do think that's some uh, some relatively good value. Uh, another one you've got is uh, Carson Wentz over twenty two and a half completions is pretty good. Um, you can also get him over on his rush total. I think his rush total is that's uh, different actually, different places eighteen and a half on one, twelve and a half on another here. If you can find twelve and a half, we like it. Eighteen and a half on William Hill is a little bit too rich for us. But if you can get over twelve and a half on Sky still, then Carson Wentz over his rushing total was good. And the last one, same game, Naheem Hines under two and a half receptions. Uh, about a bit of an injury at the start of the week. Um and the odds just aren't great. He's uh I think he's minus hundred and three for that. So the the odds are in your favour if you go against this. So I'm gonna go under two and a half there for, for Hines. Um any more player props quickly whilst we're here. What do we like? We don't mind the Pascal under four and a half receptions as well. Um, obviously, I've already said Tom Brady over. You've got Tom Brady under 0.5 interceptions. That shows great edge as well if you can find it. A lot of places don't have the interception total, but if you can find one, or maybe you could request no interceptions and three touchdown passes, that's a good one. Uh, Russell Gage under three and a half receptions is another one. Uh, and the rest, to be honest, are all pretty low edge. So we've got some good ones there, some, some different games, different possibilities. Uh, and some good options on... Um, it's a pretty tough betting week in terms of spreads and totals. So player props is a good one to get. I do recommend the uh, the, the the PFF props tool is, is pretty helpful with that. Um, we design our own here as well, which I hope to make public next season. Um, but yeah, the PFF guys have got one. Um, I know established to run guys have got one as well. So some good, some good options. Uh, let's move away from betting then. Go over to fantasy. Go over to our voice notes from Tyler to, to, to hear what the start sits are, and we'll go with uh, positive first. We'll go with his start. 
All right, guys, it's Tyler with the Stars and Sits for week 12. Yes, we are actually all the way into week 12. The season's going by really damn fast. It was Thanksgiving this week, so if anyone's listening and celebrates it, happy Thanksgiving. If not, happy extra football on a Thursday. Hope you enjoyed the games. I know I did because I'm a Raiders fan. Let's stop messing about. Come on, straight into the Stars. My first one is Michael Pittman Jr., who is hosting Tampa Bay in Indy this week. And I like this matchup for receivers because it's so hard to run the ball. Now, don't get me wrong. Like the Colts' run game has looked so good. The Colts in general just looked amazing lately. Taylor's looked ridiculous at running back. But the Bucks have a whole lot going for them on that front seven, even with VFA banged up and not likely to play for the next few weeks. It still seems to me that the run defense is very much a deterrent. And I think that that could mean good things for Michael Pittman because he's amazing. He's a very underrated receiver right now. I think in general, he's just a very talented player. But in a matchup like this where you're probably going to have to pass a little more, you might be behind, you're definitely not going to have an easy time running it. I think Pittman could have a big game. And I think that his, his benefit won't necessarily have to detract from Taylor. But I think that maybe Pittman might even be one of the top 20 receivers this week. And uh, that's what it's all about. Those fringe players having a big day. Another player who's probably a fringe player, but some people will have been starting him. I want to give a vote of confidence on Devonta Smith this week. He's a Philadelphia Eagle, and that offense is a little bit unpredictable, maybe. But I think there's some stars on there. Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith have got a good relationship. They're playing well together. And this week, they're in New York to face the Giants. It's a divisional rivalry. I think that Devonta Smith's going to do well. He had a little blip in the middle of his season where he didn't quite get the volume he had had at the start. But now he's back. He's had six targets in each of his last three games, and I think he's going to get a similar or more against the defense that doesn't have Blake Martinez. A couple other guys banged up. I think there's a good opportunity for Devonta Smith this week, and hopefully he's going to have another big game because he's shown he's very capable. The rookie is real damn good, and I want to see that again this week. Nice. So there are the... Uh... The start, some time. That's some really, really good ones. I actually got Devontae Smith in two leagues myself, uh, both Dynasty. Uh, he's going to be my wide receiver too this week. I'm expecting big things for him uh, against the Giants. Uh, let's move over then to Tyler Sitz and see who he's not going to be playing in a, in a big week 12. And moving on to a couple of quick sits now. We have, uh, we have a couple of interesting ones here. So the first one we're going to go with is Ryan Tannehill. Because last week was an outlier for Tannehill. He threw four interceptions against a terrible team and everyone was like, wait, what the hell has happened? The Houston Texans are not good at football. No one's going to argue with that, including the Texans themselves. But the four interceptions were on Tannehill, not playing well. He completely, completely flopped last week. Now he has to go to New England. I would not be excited about that if I was him. But Bill Belichick over there scheming up how to beat you. You don't have Derek Henry distracting him. Like, if Belichick focuses all of his energy on something, he'll take it out of the game. The fact that he doesn't have to worry about Henry means that that identification of what he wants to stop is going to be even easier. And I think Tannehill could be in for a tough, tough week. I wouldn't start him at all this week. That's just me. Some people love Tannehill, but I think this is a bad, bad time to be using him. My second sit of the week is Antonio Gibson. Now, this one, I've said this before recently. I told you guys not to start him against the Buccaneers, and he somehow managed to have the best day he's had all year, which, for the record, not many people would have predicted that. 
I'm very much of the opinion that although Antonio Gibson is very talented, the matchups and the production in the matchups don't really it almost feels like they don't line up the way that they should. And I almost want to see a couple of games where Gibson actually has good performances against good teams to like confirm this, but his best game of the year was against Tampa and he's had terrible games against really easy defenses. So this week he's in, in a matchup with Seattle and that should on paper be pretty nice, but he's just not been doing it lately. He doesn't catch the ball enough because JD McKissick is so good at it. He needs to score touchdowns to have good games. And then if he doesn't, What's he going to have? Like five, ten points, maybe? To get more than 15, he's probably going to have to score twice just because of the way the games have been playing recently. So I'm not really looking at him this week. Don't get me wrong. You definitely have a couple of teams where you might want to start Gibson no matter what the matchup is, no matter what his health is. But he's banged up and he's playing a very inconsistent amount of workload lately. Finally, just a quick one. I don't really know how I feel about AJ Dillon this week. Aaron Jones could be playing. If he is, that definitely downgrades Dylan. And if he isn't, you're still against the LA Rams. So I'm a little nervous that they're going to be behind the Rams trying to catch up. Don't get me wrong, the Packers' offense is great, so being behind isn't going to be an issue necessarily, but you want to be in the lead to run the ball, and the Rams are not an easy team to be in the lead of. If Jones plays, Dylan probably shouldn't start for you. And if he doesn't, still risky. Nice, some good sets there, especially Tannehill, unless you're relying on uh, Golden Tate, who they've just uh, signed and elevated from the practice squad, then I think Tannehill, with his lack of weapons, is really, really going to struggle against the defensive coordinator and Bill Belichick that he can, uh, can really scheme up a good uh, a good defensive game plan, good pass rush, Matt Judon playing well, so yeah, I do enjoy those. I've got Gibson myself, traded for him the week before, Tyler put him in his sits originally, kind of regretting it now, um, but I did have good wide receivers, so getting a running back back wasn't too bad but yeah I think that's another clever one um, and we'll see I think it's an interesting week a lot of people are getting towards crunch time and fantasy now so hopefully Tyler can help you out with his start sets uh, now we're going to go game by game through the green line data um, and then we're going to we're basically going to look at spreads and totals for each of the games for, for Sunday and, and Monday night football as well so start off Tampa Bay at the Colts the line currently, um, these are all the average line, by the way. Some places may have half a point difference, but the average line is Colts plus three at home, uh, and the total is 53. I think for me, the only one here you can do, I think a three, it's probably a stay away. If it gets down to two and a half, any of your bookies, I think go Buccaneers minus two and a half. That's what I've got. But unfortunately, the line in most places moved up to three now. But if you can find two and a half, then, then go with the Bucks. Uh, next game, Eagles at Giants. Giants are plus three and a half at home, under over 45.5. Uh, I think the Eagles are a good bet, but the best bet in the game is under 55.5. It was 54.5. It's been bet up. I think you can take advantage of that and go under in that one. Uh, next one, Titans at Patriots, like we spoke about a minute ago with Tannehill. The line has now moved to, to Patriots minus seven. Uh, and I do think, uh, sorry, under over 43, I think... Titans plus seven and over 43 are both good plays, to be honest. I just think that the price is wrong, regardless of the weapons. The price is still completely wrong. Um, it started off at five, and I think that's closer to what it should be than seven. So, yeah, I think go with those two. Uh, Panthers at Dolphins. Miami are plus two at home. So, Panthers favoured on the road, which is slightly surprising. Uh, and then the under over is 42. I think you'll go over 42. It's one of the lowest totals of the week. I think it is the lowest, if not second lowest. I think over is the best play. 
but I would not be opposed to anyone staying away in that one. Uh, next, we have a terrible game: Falcons at Jags. Jags favored by sorry, Jags underdogs by two. Falcons favored on the road by two. Uh, Atlanta minus two, uh, or Atlanta straight up to win minus one twenty one thirty on the money line is your best bet. So the under over is forty six and a half. I'm staying away from that and just going going uh, Falcons on on either of the other options. Uh, next game: Jets at Texans. Complete stay away. It is Texans minus two and a half at home, under over 45. Anything could happen with this game, so completely stay away for me. Uh, next, we have a divisional matchup. Steelers at Bengals. Cincinnati are favoured by three and a half. Uh, so I do think Steelers are a pretty good value, but under over 44. Um, I just think the under does show a bit of value there, but it's a tough game. Another one I think I'd probably stay away. Uh, Chargers at Broncos. Chargers are, un- are favoured on the road by two and a half, so it's plus two and a half for Denver. Under over 47, I've been staying away from the under over completely with these two teams, and I think Chargers minus two and a half is your best bet for that one. Uh, next we have in the, that was a 9pm game. Next 9pm game, we have Vikings at 49ers. Uh, spread is 49ers minus three, so I think I would just go Vikings plus three, because 49 and a half under over, it, it, it's too hard for me to, to work a value out of that play, so I do think plus three for the Vikings is the best bet. Uh, last game of the late slate before Sunday Night Football, we have Rams at Packers. The line here is Green Bay plus one and a half, plus two in places, under over 46 and a half. I'll be going Packers there. Take some extra points with a better quarterback. Matt Stafford allegedly having chronic back pain, has right elbow pain that he's going to manage for the whole season. I know Rodgers got that toe injury, but I'll be taking Aaron Rodgers over Matt Stafford there all day long. Uh, Browns at Ravens then. Uh, so our betting tool... Uh, that we use and then the one that I've generated personally uh, it does like Cleveland the line is Baltimore minus three and a half under over 47 uh, it likes Cleveland plus three and a half I'm not a Baker Mayfield believer so even though my model says that I'd be tempted to lean to what it says is the second best bet which is the under 47 so I do think under 47 this one is good hoping for a defensive matchup in the AFC North and then finally Monday Night Football uh, Seahawks at Washington football team the line here is Seahawks plus one under over 46 and a half again Completely stay away from that under over. I would just be going to better quarterback uh, with better weapons or good enough weapons, I should say. Uh, and I just go Seahawks plus one. But you may as well just go money line at that odds at minus one and a half. Um, it makes no odds really. So Seahawks straight up win or, or Seahawks plus one, whichever you fancy. You could always tease it up to seven, uh, which I've done in other places if you want to. But um, but yeah, uh, and then a good little multi bet. You can tease Vikings up to ten, and you can tease. Uh, Packers up to 8, 8.5, and I think that those two combined are are really, really good bets. Uh, Same thing, you can do Packers and Seahawks if you really wanted to, but a lot of people want to stay away from Seattle if they can. So they're the best bets for each game. We've got some player props there. We've got Tyler's amazing fantasy advice as always. Uh, And now we've got Sunday football coming up. So thanks for listening. Me and Patrick will be back on Monday to review all the action. Uh, Looking forward to having him back on the pod. Uh, Enjoy Sunday, guys, and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you